global crisis. Bible prophecy. Health and preparedness. You're just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch. Father in heaven, we pray to you now in um, celebration of your word and the certainty of Bible prophecy. We thank you that on this historic day, we can look to your word for guidance on what comes next. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. This is Scott Ritzema, your host, with a 30-minute news broadcast on a very big day in modern history. And the reason that I start the broadcast out with that is because I'm sure you've heard already, this is already old news at this point, the United Kingdom, Great Britain, has voted to leave the European Union. That's absolutely, magnificently huge news in Bible prophecy. And you might say, well, Scott, what does that have to do with Bible prophecy? You study through Daniel 2, And you discover that King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream in ancient Babylon that Daniel was given an interpretation of by God, Daniel the prophet. And what it indicates is a succession of empires that would succeed Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon, namely Medo-Persian Empire, then the Greek Empire, then the Roman Empire. And then Daniel predicts that what would be hundreds of years from his time, nearly a thousand years later, he says that there would not be a fifth empire that would succeed the Roman Empire, but rather that Rome, ancient Rome, the Roman Empire would become divided, would not be conquered, but would be divided. He says, Nebuchadnezzar, you are this first empire, then a second empire will come, then a third, then a fourth, and that fourth one, which we know as Rome, the Roman Empire, will be divided. And Daniel says, as given this prophetic wisdom from God, this Roman Empire's division will not be healed. It will not cleave. There will not be a reunification of another empire over Europe. So when when Europe divided into the 10 kingdoms, the 10 tribal kingdoms of pagan Rome, well, this was a time that preceded the rise of the Pope, who did have some unifying effect over Europe, but there was never a centralized political authority completely reuniting Europe as an imperial power. Now, many people tried Of course, Charlemagne, Hitler, Napoleon, uh, Kaiser Wilhelm, you name it. All of these people had aims and efforts to try to bring about the unification of Europe under one superpower. Even many times there were intermarriages between the different bloodlines and the different uh, monarchical powers and, and royal families of Europe. The goal was always to try to bring a unification. In fact, the Bible says right there in Daniel 2, it says that they will attempt to mingle the seed, but will remain divided, not 
unite. They shall not cleave one to another. So the Bible says very specifically that there would be four ancient empires, there were four, that the fourth one would be divided, not conquered by another, and then it would remain divided until the coming of Jesus. Because the very next event in Daniel 2 is the rock, Jesus, destroying the statue and becoming a mountain that fills the whole earth, the kingdom of Christ, ruling over the whole world. And that is the next event in Bible prophecy, my friends. That's an exciting news event right there from the Bible. But what we just saw with the British exit from the European Union, the Brexit as it's known, was a further confirmation that Daniel 2 is correct, that the prophecy is true, true, that the word of God is certain and reliable. Hypothetically, if Europe would have continued the march down unification, which the European Union implies and is an effort to do, if this unification effort would have continued unabated to the point where you had a full unification of Europe under one superstate, which is the goal, the, the, their aim since the 1950s has been to have a singular political United States of Europe, which would be a uniting, which would be a uh, overturning of the prophecies. But my friends, God's word cannot be overturned. You can know for certain that they would not reach this aim of having a European superstate, a singular one continental governmental power that has sovereignty and autonomy over its member states. This could not happen. But hypothetically, if it would have happened, if Britain would have voted to stay in the European Union and further sovereignty and autonomy if each state in Europe would have been ceded to the supranational government called the European Union, well, then you could start to throw down and question into the validity of Bible prophecy. But no, my friends, the Bible is always true. And even the most crazy and outlandish stuff that the Bible says is going to happen, we know will happen because everything else that has been predicted has been fulfilled. So you can expect the whole mark of the beast crisis to take place, the no buy, no sell, the further breakdown and the moral corruption of our world, the wars and rumors of wars, the pestilences and earthquakes in various places, all these things that you track in the news headlines every day, they're happening before our very eyes and they will continue and they will culminate in crisis events that we've got to be prepared for and then the very soon coming of Jesus Christ on the clouds of heaven. You can bank on that and count on that just as much as you could count on the fact that the European Union would fail. And boy, oh boy, are we celebrating today the fulfillment of Bible prophecy once again. And of course, if Britain wouldn't have voted to leave, this wouldn't have necessarily meant that the Bible prophecies have failed because the European Union still would not have total imperial domination over member states. So the fact that there still is a European Union, yeah, you kind of put union in quotes. Yes, they're united in a common market and a free flow of, of, of workers, immigration, um, travel, trade, and so on. And there's, there's, there is a bit of regulation and, and political authority held in Brussels, but there's not a singular imperial domination like the Roman Empire. So 
They shall not cleave one to another. The nations of Europe, the Bible says, would not cleave, would not unite, would not become a reunified empire, that they would remain divided until the end of time. And indeed, the crumbling and the division of the European uh, unification efforts today, yesterday rather, are being manifest and shown to the world. And now is the time to point, folks, to Bible prophecy, to say, look, we knew that this or something like this was going to transpire. The Brexit or some other type of uh, check on the march toward unification. And indeed, you can visit BibleProphecyTruth.com and study all of the magnificent Bible prophecies so you can know what's going to happen next in this world. But I'm celebrating today the soon coming of Jesus Christ because that's the very next event in Daniel 2. The rock carved out of the mountains but without human hands, a divine act. The divine kingdom will demolish all of this world's kingdoms and set up the kingdom of God where we will be taken up into the air to be in heaven with Christ, where he has gone to prepare a place for us in his Father's house. And we will reign as priests and kings in the kingdom of God. And then this world will be recreated. We will have Eden restored. We will have a new heavens and a new earth. The heavenly city, the new Jerusalem, will come down to this earth, dressed as a bride, beautifully adorned for her husband. And God will say, now my dwelling is with men and I will be with them. I will be their God. And, and every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more night. There will be no more crying, no more sorrow. For the old way have been, has been passed away and new things have come. That's a true new world. You see, the global elite are trying to set up their new world order, as they call it. They meet in the secret corridors of power in Western Europe, particularly in an effort to overturn what God has said would not happen. And many of them know very well what they are doing. If you look at the uh, European Parliament building, what does it look like? It looks exactly like a Renaissance era rendition of the Tower of Babel. You see, God divided the nations, but no, we will unite. We will have a European super state that will combine with other transnational regional governments to form a global governance structure that Pope Francis called for in his encyclical on the environment and on climate change. We will have a true world political authority. And indeed, there is a measure of that coming. You read about that in Revelation 13. But this whole reunification of Europe Europe will not cleave. They shall not cleave. So that's exciting news. But, you know, also realize that this this move of the global political economic forces to gain a stranglehold over the world, as we approach the fulfillment of Revelation 13, it says the whole world wonders after the beast. The whole world is going to be in a singular religio-political structure of some kind. And that economic enactments and, and, and regulatory statements like you can't buy or sell unless you acknowledge the supremacy of the beast power. Those kinds of statements 
in Revelation will be fulfilled as well, just not through a reunification of the Roman Empire, but through some sort of global, uh, in concert, the nations acting, whether that's under a global political edict or, or, or just doing so in concert as a supranational, supranational, international uh, fulfillment and, and abiding by this new global ethic of, of climate change and whatever the Pope says, we're going to go for it. That whole move is underway as well. And so we got to keep our eye on that front. But right now, big, big, big news, historic news. This is one of, one of the most important historic days, just from a secular historian's perspective, to witness Britain uh, halting this this uh, advancement toward the European superstate as they have exited the European Union. Global markets are in turmoil. The British pound has crashed to 31-year lows. Uh, stock markets around the world are in tumult. The, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, Britain, David Cameron, has resigned. He says we need a new captain to take us in this new direction. So this process of actually Britain leaving the European Union is going to take a, a while for negotiations to take place before they finally seal that. But 52 to 48, the British people have spoken in a referendum to say we want to leave the European Union. 70 plus percent turnout. This was big news. And indeed, most importantly for us as Christians, big prophetic news. So we'll be right back with more news after the break. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com or write to us at 11333 Bacchus Road, Lakeview, Michigan, 48850. There has been a full-on frontal assault on the human mind in our society. College professors are famously aghast at the lack of reading and writing skills in their students. Couple that with a recent study, it was found that only 31% of college-educated Americans can fully comprehend a newspaper story. Literally 30% of Americans cannot find the Pacific Ocean on a blank map, and a full 26% of our society believes that the sun revolves around the earth. It's time to wake up, to come apart and be separate, saith the Lord. The DVD series is called Schooled, the deliberate agenda to reduce individuality, destroy intelligence, and re-engineer society. In Schooled, You'll hear it straight from the mouths of the founders of modern schooling themselves. They're quite proud of it. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com and use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. And we are back. This is 11th Hour Dispatch, and the website is 11thHourDispatch.com. And, boy, we spent the whole first segment on this big news. There's a lot going on in the world today at the same time as the Brexit and economic fallout from that that has prophetic implications as well. We'll see where that goes. But I wanted to share a little bit about 
the news of what's going on in the world as it relates to uh, the, the protections against unreasonable searches and seizures and privacy rights and, and these sorts of things. Because on, on Monday, you may have heard this, the United States Supreme Court uh, made a decision that police can can now use evidence of a crime in court from an unconstitutional search that takes place without a warrant, without probable cause. Normally, that sort of evidence cannot be admissible in court. But in this case, they say if the person had an outstanding warrant and the officer or, or, or government official does a unlawful search, then that evidence that is gathered from that illegal search can be used in court. And meanwhile, also the United States Senate was very close from passing a bill that would give the government the power to access your web browser history without any court order at all. Just you have no reasonable expectation of privacy on your use of the Internet on your computer. And so uh, one vote shy of passing that. And as I was thinking through these issues of the importance of the Fourth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, you know, normally on this program we talk most importantly about religious freedom and the First Amendment. But, you know, there's a lot of amendments in that in that Bill of Rights. And the Fourth Amendment is an important one for those of us who value freedom in a republic with a constitution as the rule of law. And the Fourth Amendment says that you are secure in your person, house, your papers, your effects against unreasonable searches and seizures, which is defined as any search that takes place without probable cause as defined by the courts in the issuance of a warrant. And I was thinking about these things as I was traveling this past weekend. I mentioned on the broadcast yesterday that our family traveled to California. And boy, oh boy, did we see some beautiful things in the mountains there in Northern California, uh, just uh, west and north of Sacramento. Uh, the Institute, uh, Weimar Institute, what a wonderful, wonderful Christian uh, college and academy. And, and we were there with Restoration International, an excellent ministry that holds these family camps throughout the country. And you should check them out. Go to one of their family camps as a family. It's a great way to get away and just focus on the most important things. But we were we were speaking at one of these retreats and uh, got to visit Lake Tahoe. What a beautiful, incredible, I'd never seen it before. I mean, just the beauty of God's nature is is just outrageously amazing and you know from michigan you don't see mountains much and so when you travel out west what a, what a treat what a joy but you know what wasn't a treat was um going through tsa security and i'm sure that everybody you know it, it, we make a part-time job and a hobby and a joke out of complaining about tsa and i i don't want to descend to that level because, you know, these guys are doing their job and, you know, it's important. Everybody, you know, says we want to have security. And so we kind of put up with this rigmarole and this this whole ritual that we go through of taking our shoes off and our belt off and lifting your hands up in the air like, uh, you know, a criminal, like, you know, hands up. Um, but, you know, as I was thinking about this from a constitutional perspective, you know, not not so worried about personal inconvenience because people have put up with a lot worse. You know, the Jews in Jesus' day, you know, they, they were harassed by Roman soldiers all the time. And 
Jesus said, hey, if one of them forces you to carry their pack for one mile, just go ahead and carry it two miles. So go above and beyond what they're asking, which is kind of a way to, you know, reassert your individuality while also, you know, just why not just serve and, and kill them with kindness kind of thing. And maybe they'll they'll see the love of Christ in that act and maybe they'll even feel repentant about being so cruel. But anyway, the people have put up with a whole lot worse tyranny and oppression than than the inconveniences and, and uh, you know, the body scanning and pat-downs of TSA. So I don't bring it up to say this is the most, you know, horrific thing humanity has ever endured. Although when I saw this elderly woman, it really it, it grieved me. And you've probably heard just as many stories of this, you know, anecdotally and in the news, people report on this kind of thing all the time. But when I saw it with my own eyes, it really hit me that America, as we once knew it, the free and independent and constitutional republic, is a thing of the past. This poor elderly lady sitting in a wheelchair is coming through security and her purse goes through the the x-ray scanning machine and they set it aside for subsequent and additional screening because... Well, they discovered, oh yes, they did. They discovered a small bottle half full of Listerine mouthwash. And this is a very serious and dangerous thing. And I, you know, I speak of this in that manner because you have to look at that and go, huh, really? Not to criticize the motives of this man who was checking the woman because he's just doing his job. And I had to really bite my tongue a little bit and to not speak out. And, you know, we want to witness to Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. And, yeah, we should have a voice when it comes to religious freedom and political matters that... Uh, that that, that our our freedoms in this age are are melting away. But to maintain a certain level of of decorum and and Christian um, witness, I didn't say what I was thinking. But what I was thinking at the time is they're taking away this woman's Listerine. She was about 90 years old, a wonderfully friendly lady. She had said, oh, I just love your children. We had our five-year-old and our two-year-old there. And they took it. She said, can't you, can you please just pour it out so I can keep the bottle? An elderly lady, her, her concerns are, I, I want to keep my, my Listerine bottle. And they said, no, we cannot do that. We have to take it. You can report back down to the gate or the um, ticketing area and have your Listerine put in your checked bag if you'd like. Well, yeah, that's not going to happen. The checked bag is already gone. So um, when you look at the Fourth Amendment and the protection against unreasonable searches and seizures, I can't think of something more unreasonable than taking a 90-year-old woman's Listerine bottle and not even allowing her to keep the bottle when you could pour that out right into the trash can. But I know there's rules, there's regulations, you got to have order. So who am I to question it? But... It just it just hurt my heart. It it hit me on a level where 
not on not on a political statement. You know, this isn't a political show. Just, you know, take your positions where you will on the political issues. We all ought to be interested in liberty. We all ought to be concerned about the Constitution, particularly religious freedom. But I share this with you just to put a human face on this whole thing of privacy rights and, and, and unreasonable searches and seizures and all of that. That that really just it broke my heart to see. She she was confused. She was concerned. She was going, "What? What? Why can't I have my bottle back?" Anyway, let's move on to other news. The Daily Caller reports that the United Nations ruled this week that Ireland, the nation of Ireland, has violated women's human rights by preventing them from having an abortion. And they took the unprecedented step. The United Nations has ordered the country to change its laws and its constitution to, quote, grant women the right and freedom to terminate a pregnancy, which is a very sanitized way of saying, end the life of that child, which you've heard on this broadcast, abortionists at their conferences admitting that this is a life This is a baby, this is a human, and this is killing, and this is violence. But the United Nations calls it a right. This this secular humanist spiritualist organization says we need population control. This is a feminist uh, rights issue because this woman had filed a complaint with the United Nations Human Rights Commission after Ireland's strict abortion laws forced her to travel to the United Kingdom to abort a child with, with defects. And the United Nations Human Rights Committee ruled on the complaint, finding that Ireland subjected the woman to discrimination and cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment in violation of her, quote, human rights. Truly amazing, the world in which we live. We were talking about before the break about global governance, and certainly the United Nations doesn't have teeth yet in its uh, orders like this, and Ireland is, quote, obliged to amend its laws and constitutions so that this woman and other women can have, quote, accessible, timely, and effective abortions in the country. But um, we'll see if they buckle and follow that. But speaking of liberty in our day, this is an important news item. The Federalist reports, California bill would ultimately erase religious schools. And that's not an alarmist over-the-top statement. That's a headline that is very accurate. I've looked at this bill. Proponents of Senate Bill 1146 say that they need to give students grounds to sue religious schools for teaching their religion because that's, quote, discrimination. Yes, you heard that right. Students at religious schools, if this bill passes, can sue for discrimination because they are being taught a religion at a religious school that is avowedly a certain religion. So pick your favorite religious school. Pick your favorite doctrinal teachings from the Bible that are being taught in the secular, you know, what otherwise would be secular academic curriculum. I hope we're weaving the Bible into everything, into our study of history, into our study of sociology, into our study of biology and science and origins. I hope we're giving a biblical perspective on all the academic sciences But if this bill passes, the only department that can legally teach religion would be the theology department in teaching and training theology and and future pastors, theology students and and pastor training. it It will be not allowed. And the way that you conduct your dormitories, perhaps by 
discriminating by having boys' dormitories and girls' dormitories, keeping them separate, well, that could also come under fire. I mean, there's a whole host of things that could happen. If this bill passes, religious schools will be treated just like secular schools conduct themselves, and they will be forced to come into line and, and act like they are a public school. Pretty serious danger and threat to religious liberty. That, that really means a lot to me as an educator. As a Christian educator, I look at that and I say, whoa, this is one of the most important bastions of freedom in our land, the freedom to educate our children according to the dictates of our freedom of conscience as led by God according to the Bible in the land of the free. This is under fire. If this bill passes in California, this could mean big news. Pray, pray, pray for that that outcome, that that religious liberty would would be cherished and held on to for just a little bit more time in the 11th hour of Earth's history that we find ourselves in today. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. We need to look at music and spiritualism. A musician named William Ora stated the following, that people knew eons ago that polyrhythms can be used for hypnotic induction for altered states of consciousness. So he's saying basically what we would call spiritualism, hypnotic trances. These things can be induced by what he calls polyrhythms. And he says for thousands of years in pagan cultures around the world, people have been engaged in forms of worship that are highly rhythmic. Poly, that means many rhythms. Richard Hodges explains the intricate layers of the multiple rhythmic drumming, the primary source of occult power to the voodoo practitioner. Multiple rhythmic drumming. Brought to you by Belt of Truth Ministries.org.